What's up, guys? Welcome to Cinespection on this fine Monday, where we talk about the movies that you probably forgot about, but sometimes new movies that you probably heard of, but probably didn't see because they're tanking at the box office. So this is this is how you get the likes, people. Um, so I mean, I guess I guess our slogan now is going to be like Cinespection, where two guys talk about dumb shit. Um, welcome, John. That's your slogan. How's it going? That's good. Uh, I, I'm doing all right. I just finished up uh, one of our movies for today, and I'm excited for um, to talk about it. Honestly, I think it'll be good. I think it's a good one. I I, I was like kind of half apologizing to you for making you watch it, but I think both of us, after watching it, we have like thoughts that are not necessarily hatred or or it's just a bit of um i mean we'll get to it a bit yeah, of frustration yeah, yeah. and but it's 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 not all we're going to be starting with um and john you, you said it really well out here we're going to be starting like jumping right into spoilers uh for both films so if you haven't seen them um god i would say definitely go watch malignant yeah 100 um, percent watch malignant uh don't watch well we'll get to lovely bones but um maybe watch it who knows we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit more we'll talk about it a bit more um but john uh i mean let's just start off like overall thoughts what do you think of malignant i you know i actually really liked it i going into it i was um oh wait 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 sorry sorry we're not doing oh it you right, john. we're not doing yes. it right we're not doing it right well give me your overall thoughts and then we'll do our okay, i'll do thing. i'll do my overall thoughts and then we'll go to the, the new section but um i i i didn't know what it was going into it right you said john you have to watch it and when you tell me you have to watch something i always just kind of do it right it's not anything that like so it's usually on point i think yeah i usually like find something to appreciate in the same movies even though we don't yeah. like them to the same extent we like both like appreciate them in some way or the other yeah and uh I went into this not knowing what it was about. I didn't read about it. I didn't hear about it. I didn't look it up on IMDb. I didn't do any homework, which is unusual for me, but I didn't. Which is weird because it wasn't marketed right. Like, no, it was marketed horribly, and I think horribly. that's why it's not getting more press. Um, it was great. I loved it. I, I really – I did. I loved it. Um, I told you. It's so good. And people – some people are crapping on it. Some people are saying, like, it's intentionally, like, campy and bad. Uh, I don't, I don't know if it's intentionally campy and bad. I think it's it's somewhat intentionally campy because yes. some things are just like a bit of a stretch. But I don't think he was like campy does not equal bad. It's just a tone, and the yeah, movie I, has a tone. Right? It, it has a great tone, and you, you know we had just mentioned uh, before we started tonight that you're watching all of the old school Freddy movies, all the Nightmare on uh, Elm Street movies. This has a very like old school horror like probably 80s horror vibe to it and and that's why i really like it honestly it's not um it, it's not what what you expect and we'll like we'll get into the real spoilers in a minute but right well i mean low hey low thanks for watching um he raised a good point like how do you market this film and that's true because i feel like i don't know if you watched you said you didn't watch the trailer but the trailer made it seem like you know what it reminded me of? Did you watch a movie called The Eye? I think it was The Eye or The Eyes with Jessica Alba in it. Yes. Like a horror. Yeah, that was a terrible movie. It was yeah. a very, very bad movie about a lady who saw through the eyes of... What was it? She Some... got dead. Didn't she get like eye replacement? Or then eye she replacement. started seeing from a dead person and then she started like seeing ghosts or whatever or like something demons like or that. something yes. like that. 
So this idea of like somebody looking through the eyes of like because they can look through the eyes of the killer or through the supernatural, like I don't know, it's not exactly the plot of the eye. I'm you know, but there are many movies where it's like this person sees through the eyes of a killer or through the eyes of someone else. And the trailer just made it seem like a generic movie of somebody seeing through the eyes of the killer. Yeah, and it wasn't that at all. The... It wasn't that at all. Like, not at all. And and it just coming from James Wan, you know, who, you know, has not done, you know, perfect movies at all. Like, um, you know, he's uh, like Aquaman is not one of my favorites. Um, but he's done the Conjuring movies, Saw. Like, he's he has a style and he takes very big risks. Yeah. Insidious, the, the first two that he did were great. Like... He he has a way of doing movies, and and because of that, I was like, I'm gonna watch this. The trailers didn't make it out to look so good. And how do you market it? It just it's it's a tough one, right? Yeah, it is. Um, and to that point about how to market it, it's because of this crazy plot. So guys, you have to watch this or listen to this because now we have a beautiful, beautiful graphic <laughs> for John explains the plot. So here it is. So <laughs> that's beautiful. John. That is so nice. It's your intro. It's your intro. You should so, come up with like a catchphrase right after the, oh the video. God. You're like, maybe, maybe I will. Maybe <laughs> I will. But this week on John Explains the Plot, which is becoming <laughs> ridiculous segment. So the plot of this movie, and hopefully Gabe won't laugh or correct me too many times but that's I mean, the, the point of that's the, the point of this yeah yes. so all right there's this girl and for some reason she keeps seeing murders happen and basically you don't know what the hell is going on until like near the end of the movie because like she just gets sucked into like a time warp the best way to explain it is you know how like harry potter sees through um voldemort's eyes because he's like connected via the horcrux it's yes. kind of like that. Correct. It is kind of like that. Yes. Um, and <laughs> barbecue yes. sauce. So it is. Yeah. It is kind of like that, but unlike that, you actually see the killer. Yes. Yourself, because when Harry's seeing through Voldemort, like the yeah, you don't see like it. Yeah. Through so, his eyes. Right? So she's like taken in an out of body experience, and she like sees the killing happening, and she wants to stop it, but she's like frozen. But she's, like, transported into these places. And the killer is, like, really weird looking. And at first, you don't get a good glimpse. And then all of a sudden, it looks like Sloth from the Goonies. Like, that's the the, the best way that I can explain. The, like, an, <laughs> a horror version of Sloth from the Goonies, maybe. Um, For a minute, I was like, it's a combination between, like, Neo from the Matrix um, and, like... Uh, what's the name of the wife yep. from the uh, Adams family? Oh, Morticia. Morticia, yeah. like something yeah. like that, because you see the big hair and it's like the person's wearing leather. It's kind of a combination between those. Yeah, two. well, um, I think that the leather is supposed to resemble the uh, <laughs> the straight jacket. Look at what said about you explaining the plot. Barbecue sauce. <laughs> Sorry, that is my ahead. favorite episode of Ted. But anyway, moving on. Uh, so 
eventually you find out because they go to this crazy like psychiatric ward and you find out that like she had a malignant tumor that is her twin brother that was like eating away at her but they couldn't remove it because it would kill her so they like cracked her skull open and shoved it inside well they removed as much as they could yeah yeah, like they've removed the little T Rex well, arms. Well, let's let's talk about that when we get to the the, the twist. Yeah. Um, so so I mean, let's get to the violence because the violence in this movie is, you know, to quote Loki, it's glorious. Oh yeah, it, it is. I love all like just ultra violence, and this is like up there with that. Like it's just exploitation. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. You were just describing the brain, like you see the brain. Yeah ripped yeah. open like, i mean there's one scene horrible. where someone gets murdered in their bed and like their face gets bashed in with a, a trophy is it a trophy i think it's a trophy it's a trophy turned into a weapon which is yeah. also like so like cheesy in the best possible way yeah like you know it's just the best like it's just sometimes i feel like audiences right now including you and me john we're just like very cynical like we don't go with it like like you know like, why is Jason, you know, from Friday the 13th killing movie, uh, people with a um, uh, machete? Hockey mask. Oh, yeah. A hockey mask. Wearing a fuck hockey mask. Why does Freddy Krueger have a glove of knives? Like, we just, like, back then just went with it. And I think here, of course, no trophy looks like that. Like, you know, but just go with it because yeah, it's just a weapon what of it choice. Is. Yeah. yeah. I think it works really well, too. Because, like, it's a trophy for, like, surgery. And it was the surgery that like condemned Gabriel, which is kind of hilarious. Into it's, it's also set in Seattle. Yeah, and it's set in <laughs> Seattle. <laughs> it was like I was like watching this. I was like, no wonder he loves it. So anyway, yeah, like, no, I know it's rare. Like but we got it. Yeah, but that scene where the guy on the bed is murdered and his face is just like caved in and like half there, and there's just like blood everywhere. It's it's just like that. Like the whole movie, like that's just one scene. Like the whole movie's like that. And it's not like you just in, in usually in very gruesome movies, like someone will walk in and like they'll see that body, right? Like it'll cut away before that happens. And then the cop will walk in and they'll see the body. No, this fucking just shows it. Like straight up, like bashing this person's brains in with a trophy. It so, does it show it's it's again, it's exploitation. Uh, it's like it's it's an homage to a kind of Italian cinema that I'm not entirely familiar with. Uh, I did some research before this, but it's uh, called a giallo, giallo, which was you know things like that, kind of like uh, you know female protagonists sometimes, mm -hmm. kind of like uncovering crime and lots of violence, and you know it's it's a bit of that, some supernatural stuff here or there. Yeah. Um. And and and, and it's an effect. I mean, it's an effective movie right now. I think, I think it, it it was interesting because I felt like the first scene, like you go into the movie, and the first scene is so silly. It's really really stupid. Like there's some like like uh, you know scenery chewing, like oh it's a kill, you know. And you got yeah. the doctor like firing the rifle, which is a, the tranquilizer. Like, tranquilizer but yeah, firing, like she's Rambo. Like it starts off, and they're like, okay, welcome to this movie. This is not to be taken entirely seriously. That this is not you know. The Conjuring or something like that. Like you should not take this entirely seriously. But then the next scene, it's like, okay, here's this person. It's a character. It's not a joke. 
And the rest of the movie is less over the top, but it is over the top. I mean, that's why I kind of like at the beginning I was talking like this is a it, it kind of alludes to an older school horror movie, right? Like your your Scream Mask or your Jason or your Freddy or like any of these that you know we grew up with. Like it kind of has that same thing with this killer, and I love it. I honestly love it. We got low Giallo Giallo Giallo. I think Giallo uh, was way over the top. Eyes popping out, fingers chopped off. Rachua just stabbing. Lots of gore. Exactly, and that's what this is. Like it's the point, right? I yeah. Mean, horror movies are not usually this violent unless they're slashers these days, right? Yeah. Unless they're doing like a true slasher movie, which I don't think that's what this is. Like in some ways, it sort of is. Like I can see Gabriel becoming a. a I could have seen Gabriel becoming a famous slasher, but it's not immediately that. Well, yeah, not immediately. And we'll get to that kind of. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, let's get to the twist because you were just describing it like. Yeah, so the, the twist is open. that it's it's her. It's the main character. It's the main girl all along. And her malignant twin is like ruptured out of her brain by like her boyfriend pushing her back against the wall but really another you find brutal scene like it was like it, this is also like the second scene of the movie like the yeah, boyfriend it is pushes her head into the a pregnant woman pushes her head into the wall yeah the sound effect like it's just like and and then yeah. like you you do find out eventually that it wasn't just that that happened it was actually like she had been miscarrying like seven times or something. And it was because this like malignant part of her was eating the fetuses to grow stronger, to break back free. Yeah. Um, but it, that scene was cra Like the whole movie is crazy. It's a, it's a good crazy though. It's like over the top, but it's, it's I don't know how to explain how good it is until I just say, go watch it. It really it has just, some amazing scenes in it. It's, I mean, if you've seen so far and you haven't seen the movie, you've been spoiled and, you know, either way I, I would watch it because yeah. it, it also combines, like it has, it has um, a lot of action, right? It has like a, a sequence, particularly an extended sequence in the police station. Like that sequence, it it, it kind of reminded me of a scene in Aquaman. Remember when they're attacked at the um, the dad's house oh, in the beginning yeah, of the movie? Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like that. Only in Aquaman didn't work for me, but here it did because of the violence. And well, because... that and the the chase scene too, where the cop first sees. Oh yeah, um, that's also a great. Yeah, scene. that's a really underground that I yeah. didn't know was a thing. Hang yeah. on, we're going. Oh, I'll, I'll talk to you about that later. Anyway, so yeah, the Seattle Underground. They go through the Seattle Underground and they run around and, and all of this stuff. Um, but it that is a really good scene. Like it starts in the bathroom. They like jump out the window down some fire escapes, and then they're running through the streets. And it, that's a that's a really good. You would expect to see that in any action movie. Right. And then and, and a detective movie. That's why this movie mm -hmm. like kind of like takes stuff from detective movies, takes horror, takes action, and it just blends together. Again, because because of the mere idea of combining action with horror and you know these like separate genres into one thing, the mere idea of it, James Wan in all his talent realizes how silly it is. Yeah. So he goes silly, like but but it's i mean people have been talking about like a lot about how like the movie almost takes you out of it like because it's so silly and because it's just like uh this is too dumb it's like it never took me out of it i i was always like um 
like into it. Lolo is saying when he slammed so the dumpster. Exactly. That yeah. I mean, that's another thing. That detective is kind of goofy. And by the way, do you remember a lady detective with glasses that just kind of like shows up several times during the movie? Yeah. She's James Wan's wife. Oh, really? And co-writer of the movie. Oh, that's so that explains a lot. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it I, it was really good. Like I didn't expect it to be that good and um I think that's kind of I didn't expect the twist at the end. I knew that or actually I won't say that. I knew that she was the killer. Like that just kind of made sense. Like the long hair and everything. I just didn't realize that it was going to be like basically an alien clawing its way out of her back. Like I thought that it was going to be like some conjuring style she's been, you know, possessed yeah, or, possessed or some like basic basic horror element that we're so used to. So I was actually really not expecting that big of a twist at the end. Me neither. Uh, I, I I was very surprised when it happened. I'm surprised because it seemed like it was like you said the hair, like it was like you know set up and and it wasn't completely unexpected. Some people even found it predictable. I didn't find it predictable. No. But but it it, it worked for me. And look, you have this point in the script. Like, do I think is the best movie of the year? It's my favorite movie of the year so far. I think. It's up there with, say, The Suicide Squad, you know, other movies that I've really... Like, I watched this this weekend, John. I watched um, The Eyes of Tammy Faye. Have you heard of that mm-hmm. movie? Mm-mm. It's another one I'd recommend for you. It's about some televangelists, and it's, like, absolutely, like, mind-blowing true story. You know, it's just, like, what the hell? These things are happening. Um, those are my favorite movies of the year. Granted, it hasn't been the year with the most movies, of course. You know, yeah. there's been a whole bunch of um you know uh virus but but i really enjoyed it i just i was so entertained by it i love like when the violence is so excessive you know never takes you out of the movie you know it's not like something like uh you know one of those movies it's just the violence it's just like you know i'm, I'm yeah. not into it yeah it's it's great i uh, yeah i would i definitely say go watch it but one more thing and this is like getting to our last point about malignant but they left it wide open. This could become like a slasher series. I could easily see that. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what you were saying earlier. Like maybe it's not a slasher yet, but it easily could be. They, I mean, well, it, it could be like, like Candyman, right? Though the first mm-hmm. one we saw it, it's not really a slasher film, but I, I understand that the next few films, the, and the franchise are closer to a slasher. Yeah. And, I mean, to be fair, like not all slasher movies, like, start off as being slasher movies like you know the first nightmare on elm street i recently rewatched. i mean there's the slasher slasher stuff there's like two or three people die you know and then it becomes this like gore fest that that you would think of when when you think of a slasher film i would love a sequel i don't think it's going to happen the movie's not doing very well unless it just compensated really well overseas yeah i don't see a sequel happening I mean, we'll have to see if it become. I could easily see this becoming one of those um, almost underground hits where it's it's a bunch of guys that love horror movies that are going to watch it and be like, "This is pretty good." So we'll see. I, ha- I had the the wrong uh, message down there. John explains the plot. That was not it. All right. Well, John, let's move on. Go watch this movie. I mean, for sure, uh, yep. we enjoyed it. But I think this next film is going to give us a lot to talk about. I think it will. Um, the Lovely Bone. So I'm gonna just gonna say what the movie is, and then we'll go, go to our favorite section. The the movie is uh, was a film directed by Peter Jackson. 
It was his first movie in four years, right? So he did the Lord of the Rings trilogy, then he did King Kong, and then he jumped into this movie. Four years later, so it was a long time waiting for also the his Peter first Jackson. ever movie outside of New Zealand. Yeah, can you good believe point. that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, makes sense. Yeah. Um. So he like I, I remember I went to watch it. You know where I watched it? I watched it in Madrid. Um, I was living in Madrid back back then. It was really hard to find because it, for one in Madrid, theaters like only have movies in Spanish. And I really didn't want to watch it in Spanish. So I had to find us the theater that was playing it in English. And it was just hard. And and I was like, but I got to watch it. Like it's Peter Jackson. Like after what he did with Lord of the Rings, you got to watch it. But he does. Right. You know, forgetting a bit about King Kong and its ups and downs, which it has several of them. Um. It's not, it's not the best movie ever, John. And, no, and no, it's, I, it's, it's not the worst movie ever either. And it's, I think that's what we found. So let's just go to like, you know, John describes the plot. I love that every single time. So, <laughs> so it's also so dramatic. Like, yeah, you know? it's so good. It's so, so. I am going to quickly describe the plot of this movie because it's very simple. There's a 14-year-old girl. She gets married by the world's creepiest Stanley Tucci. Um, we don't really see it, but it's still a very violent death. We we know that much. Um, I thought you said married, and I was like, did you say married? You said murdered, no, right? No, murdered, murdered. Yeah, I was she like, gets murdered she by Stanley, Stanley Tucci. Tucci. No, she gets murdered by a very creepy Stanley Tucci. So, Academy Award nominated for this role, Stanley Tucci. I mean, which makes sense. And we'll get into that a little bit later. But uh, the whole movie is basically them trying to find out who her killer is. And she's like living in this dream world, which they call the, what do they call it? The middle or? I don't think they call it anything. No, they, they call, call it something. something. He called her little brother, like moves it like, and he calls it something anyway. So well, it's, it's kind of like the point between heaven and earth. Like yeah. Limbo, yeah. purgatory, whatever. Purgatory, whatever. The upside down, whatever we're calling it these days. <laughs> so, like, uh, whatever kids are calling it these days, man, pointing at cloud. Anyway, so <laughs> she she gets murdered in this underground like area that he sets up as a murder den. He, you I find mean, out the movie that... starts off. You forgot about this part because it's an important detail. The first thing she tells you, she's narrating, and she's like, "I was 14 years old when I was murdered." Yeah, it's it's like in the first five minutes of the movie, she says, "Yeah." That. Which, which I mean, you already described like basically the plot, but let's let's try let's try to keep it a spoiler, not a spoiler. Have, well, I mean, it's correct. It's I mean, there, love, yeah, it's the first the five minutes year of the old movie. movie. Yeah. yeah. So look, it goes into like it starts and she tells you like I was fourteen years old when I was murdered, and then it, it goes in th through a very like I think we agree, John, a very strong first act. Very where strong you first where you like they set up the characters. She lives in a happy family. She likes a boy. She um you know she has a, a sister and a brother. She has a crazy grandmother. She her parents are played by Mark Wahlberg and Rachel Weisz. So the cast is just outstanding in this movie. And the grandmother is Susan Sarandon, right? And, and just, she was a nominate. She was nominated for like Academy Award like a year or two before the main character. Right. Yeah. Uh, oh, so Sharonin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's been nominated. She was in Lady Bird. She was in several things. Yeah. Um. So, 
it starts out like just like, hey, I'm a 14 year old and I was murdered. And it's like, what? Like, that's how it starts, right? Well, she and saves then, her little brother's life and then, yeah. And then, exactly. And then yeah. it just goes from like, look, this is, and you know, she's going to be murdered. She already told you this, right? Yeah. And John, let's talk about the murder scene because it's it's one of the best edited and scripted scenes. So, ever. yeah, like, period, I mean, just period. getting up to that point, Yeah, the cinematography and everything is great. In the first act, the cinematography is great. And I, the first I even, act, this movie could have been best picture material. Yeah, it, I mean, the he had what, and I Gabe agreed with me earlier when I told him this, but it has like the Shire filter on it in the first act. So everything's like nice and happy and very, you know, Colorful. very, yeah, very Peter Jackson. So you, you get to the murder scene and without showing a murder, they make you feel like it's, it's, I, I told Gabe, I, I was like, this, I don't feel, I don't like Stanley Tucci in this at all. Like, I feel like he's creeping me out. Like I, you I didn't want to. Turn wanna, it off. Yeah, I yeah. did not like it I, at all. Like, and that's in in a lot of ways. That's when I know it's a really good movie is when right. something actually bothers. It's getting to you. It's getting. To yeah, you. It's, it's it's getting, getting to, to you. you. And then you get to that scene. Yeah, like you know what's going to happen again. She told you more than mm-hmm. once at that point. I was murdered. Um, the way he builds up the tension, like you know, and you're like, she's a child. You know, but she's being fooled by this maniac. And Stanley Tucci, like, acting the hell out of the scene. Sorcia Ronan, the girl, acting the hell out of the scene. Poof. That, yeah. that, that, like, that was fantastic. And the um, problem is, is yeah. immediately after that scene, the movie just plummets. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah. So you have this amazing first act, like you said. It, it was definitely, like, Academy wait, wait, Award winning. Before- and then... But wait, before we move on to the bad, there's also a great thing that Peter Jackson did not execute as well as he could have. But she's being she's in this like hole in the ground that he tells her is a fort. So he 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 lures her in into this fort thing. Um and then when she's down there, then she tries to escape, but she realizes what's going on. Yeah. And then the movie has you believe that she broke out, like she managed to escape. And you follow her running through the woods and everything. And you follow her into the city and you're like, okay, she's going to be okay, right? Yeah. And then it's like, no. Like, she she believes that she got away, but she's dead. She's dead. There. Yeah, like, she didn't get away. She didn't get away. And it's that, like, I feel like it could have been executed better, but it was still really good. I Like, at that point, it's still really great. Yeah. And, and then and then you start to get like overly CGI scenes. And even even once she escapes, there's this one there's a scene where she's escaping and she runs past this girl who who ends up like being a big piece in later on in the movie, but she like touches her hand and like you see her like run past and that's like the ghost touching like this girl. But like she looks back and when she looks back for some reason, I don't know why, they like made her look like she was fading, which was fine, but like it just looks really bad. Like it, it just... looks very bad. It, it, I don't know why. I guess he was dead, but they hadn't told you yet. Yeah, right. They it, hadn't it didn't told need you yet. to look that bad. It didn't look to look that bad. Um, also, like talking about this other girl, I forgot the character's name. You just watched it, John. What was the 
the lady that speaks to ghosts. Oh, I'm... anyway, her like she was like the she was the conduit. She was the Ray. person that was able to see who Ray. Ray or Ruth? Ray, anyway, like Star Wars. Yeah. Ray. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, this girl. She's like the conduit for the dead. She's able to perceive the dead, see the dead, and she sees the world differently because of it. And you're yeah. like, okay, that's a great setup. That's like a, a sixth sense kind of thing into this movie. And then and they don't do absolutely anything with her. The thing, that I, the thing that I don't understand is this is coming from a guy who literally built the Shire. He built three-quarter replicas of like Helm's Deep and stuff like that. And then you watch also this Also made movie. like a thousand guys work orc, orc suits yeah. and pieces of armor in the rain yeah. for weeks. Like that, it's the same guy. And this is what throws me off is everything becomes CG. And everything, everything becomes everything. just like over the top CG that doesn't even look real. And I, I think that's what he was trying to go for, maybe. Um, also, it just completely like puts the brakes on the tension. Yeah, on the on the like the true like raw human element of the movie. Like this girl is murdered. This her family is grieving. The father, Mark Wahlberg, good performance. Not not his best. Yeah, he's he has a bit of that era. This was made around the same time he made the happening. So he was like going through that phase a bit. You know, <laughs> kind of like uh, a bit a bit like. I'm Mike Mark Wahlberg. What happened to my daughter? You know, like yeah. the Marky Mark. But but it has like that, that like like raw thing, and then it just cuts to her in heaven, in a snow sled going down a mountain of sugar or something. Well, and like that's the other thing that I I really don't like is that you have the super serious beginning to this movie. Like every yeah. I, I compare it to like Gone Girl is what I was saying earlier, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it has that same like emotional depth and everything, and then like the entire score of the movie changes and it's like happy and like lullaby music when she's in this like purgatory and, and she meets a friend who's a terrible actress. Yeah. And it right? just, just the, any seriousness that was in that first act, which would have made it an amazing movie, which would have made it an Academy award winning movie. Yes. It's just like ripped out and it's horrible because, and we've talked about this, the, the actors were great. the The first act was great. the The plot was great. Yeah, but then it just lost all hope. Like about thirty minutes into the movie. Well, have you ever seen Dragon Ball? Uh, I've watched the cartoon, but I refuse to watch. The, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. The cartoon. Remember, uh, uh, Kaiosama's planet. Yes, you know the. That's what it's like. There's yes, that's exactly what I was she, thinking. There's a there's a shot where like it, it never comes back. It zooms there's out. A shot where she's coming, running in the Kaiosama planet, and it's like mm -hmm. what? And then and then she's like, you know, like uh, there's like uh, Mark Wahlberg, her dad, like collects like what, so those bottles where you put like pirate ships. Yeah, inside. And he's like, and she's awesome. in a beach packed with those things that are tearing apart, and it's like. Okay, I get what you're doing. Like the dad is being torn apart and is manifested through his collectibles, but at the same time, it looks so fake and and dumb. And you could have done a scene up. with like ships crashing against the rocks, or I mean, like there's a lot of different ways to to show what's going on and like make it serious. But the thing is, is when all that's happening, it's not serious. It doesn't look good. It looks fake. It looks like it does. 
and she's having so much fun also yeah. in heaven. She's like, woohoo. It's like, no, like this is a child who was just murdered. Like, I don't want to like I, I it feels weird to have her having too much so much yeah. fun after what just happened. And and then, then it's like intercut with scenes of her family dealing with this. Yeah. Right. And 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 it's it's um and then the you CGI know, was just like his undoing. I feel like you know how he owns Weta Workshop, like the yeah, he was just like, company. He was just like, "Hey, I need to give get this some work for these guys. Let me just like have a, a bunch of scenes." It, it feels like that to me. It's so bad. I mean, the only other scene that redeems this is the in in the the third act. It's the breaking and entering scene. That scene is also top notch. Is perfect scene. Perfect, perfect scene. scene. Perfect no, scene. So no stupid together. filters. No anything like that. Felt like you were in a very high tension movie. Um, you're like yelling at your TV, get out of there, get out of there, get out of there. And and then somehow, like after that, it just kind of loses steam again. Like again, it, look, there's a scene where she um where her father. I mean, this was the perfect example of a movie. Like uh, Mark Wahlberg um is just struggling to get through this because his daughter died and he just can't like seem to move on right it's been years at this point like a couple of years right since she died but he can't seem to get over it and he is um tries to follow because he, he realizes that stanley tucci probably did it right so he's following Ta stanley tucci and then he's beat by a guy who thinks he's like a creep right a yeah guy who's because he thinks he's stanley, stanley tucci watching them have sex in the exactly i think that's in, what in it's cornfield. supposed to be yes yeah. so he's beat almost to death like he's beat really really bad and then at that point Susie, the the, the main girl is on um um how do you call it? like one of those town square little houses you know oh um, the, the what the gazebo yeah gazebo yeah she's in the gazebo where she she spends a lot of the movie in that gazebo and i wouldn't have minded if she was there for the whole time she was in heaven but or whatever this mid heaven thing is so in that scene when he's being beat to death the weather in in heaven starts changing right it becomes like from sunny becomes cold and wintry i thought that was a good idea because it just weather manifests what she's feeling and that's yeah. fine but then the the gazebo starts like being torn apart slowly <laughs> and and i was like okay well that's still good it's still a wintry thing for time like things to like crumble but then when she walks out of the gazebo and you see a white shot of it being like it's a cartoon it like yeah and, and then it sucks down and it like, sucks into the, 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 the floor yeah. and it's like okay just kill the whole tension of you don't know if the dad's gonna survive like you think he might die from his injuries he's being rushed to the hospital like you have all that scene, and then it's in a cut with this cartoon of a gazebo being torn apart, and like it's just, yeah, it, it kills it. I mean, you don't see the dad. Actually, you don't know if he lives or not because you have this amazing the breaking and entering scene that we're talking about, and then she runs home, and her mom is there. Her mom left, by the way. Which... No, the, the 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 dad scene is before that. Yeah, I know, I know. But, when them... oh, okay, right. yeah, but when she gets home. She's like, where's dad? Where's dad? Where's dad? You actually don't see Mark Wahlberg's character yeah. other than being from the hospital until she gets home. So, like, in your mind, you're sitting there like, oh, my God, he's dead. Is and he that's dead? why her mom is back home. And, like, she had just found, like, the book of Stanley Tucci, like, all his murder victims or, or whatever. But, like, in between that, you had that weird gazebo scene. And, and that kind of just... it. 
I don't know. It took you out of it. It really did. Like it took you. And there's so many of those. So many. Also, like there's a point where like Susie realizes that this guy has murdered like so many girls mm-hmm. and women in the few in, in the past. Like so many. And she's like finding out who they are, right? And she yep. like kind of like takes a tour through their um not their graves, but where they were killed, right? Mm-hmm. The spot where they were killed. One, that scene goes on for way too long. Forever. Way too long. Like, she finds, like, five or six girls, and you're like, okay, well, I get it. Like, he's killed women before, but, like, you know. Goes on for way too long, and then she finds them in a, like, they couldn't even go to a fucking cornfield or 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 whatever the field was, you know, wheat field or, you yeah. know, like. They couldn't even go to one because it's all CG. Yeah, the, the, like, all the fields, everything are CG. And the the snow, everything. the trees, the everything is CG in the entire. Like, it wasn't uh, You know, you didn't have to film everything in green screen. Like, this isn't Sky Captain the World like, tomorrow. You can just film it like on a field. Like, it's fine. Any field would have been fine. I give you the because the 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 sunset or sunrise, whatever that is has a distinct look and if you yeah. saw it on the thumbnail that you click that's kind of like what this heaven looks like most of the time um i give you that you that that's a hard moment of the day to yeah but like vanilla find. sky with tom cruise which was a dog shit movie what are you was talking able about? it's great what, oh my god fuck is we'll talk about you? that later that we'll talk about awesome. that later no it's not awesome it's not awesome have you seen it's a remake first version off. yeah have you seen the spanish yeah. version no i have better it's yeah. better. We should watch it. It's better. It's better. But so, is in both. So the the point is, is crap, if that movie was made crap on that, movies, and that is terrible, John. That movie was ten years earlier, and somehow <laughs> they were able to have a better CG freaking sky. Than, the same than tones. This. Yeah, yeah, the same tones. The same tone. Look, most of the background in like the Battle of Minas Tirith in the Lord of the Rings is CG. Yeah. Right, like a big part of the background is CG. It's not like Helm's Deep; you can see like the New Zealand sky in the background, right? But the Minas Tirith, it's just such a long battle, and you know, probably took them six months to film. Like it's not, you know, yeah, all like you know, it's all. It also comes from night to day, you know. That's fine, but just in this movie, like everything else, is just inexcusable. There's a scene where there's a tree, and then the leaves of the tree like fly away as if they were birds. Yeah, and, and then they, they do come that back twice. Later. Yeah. It looks like a, like a wallpaper. It looks like a wallpaper. Yeah, it's not good. I mean, it's 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 disappointing. Like you know, it's 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 it truly like deflates the tension. And it's not only that. It also feel like John. I was telling you, like it feels like the narration that she's giving is sometimes a bit too overly melodramatic. Like yeah. she narrates, like oh no. A girl was killed. You know, it's just like yeah, it's you have this little girl's like almost like I don't know how to explain it. Like a a little girl telling a fairy tale of murder, which doesn't yeah. it doesn't play out well. Like it, it just doesn't. Um, I, I I wish it did. I mean, Stanley Tucci's amazing in this movie. He's creepy as hell through the entire movie. The entire um, nominated for an Oscar and well deserved. He's he's the best part of the movie. Yeah. By far. By far the best part of the movie. And then um what about Rachel Weiss? I feel like she was wasted here. Yeah, I mean great actress usually she's in the movie. They probably only needed her for like three days of shoots. I mean honestly like 
barely in the movie. Barely in the movie. And then when she's there, she's not doing much. Same as Mark Wahlberg. Just, I, Susan Sarandon, I think, has her moment to shine. But it's mostly with comedic scenes, mm-hmm. which also takes you out of like... Because a couple of scenes... like Okay, this is like almost the way it happens. You have the, the murder scene, then the cartoon heaven scene, or in between heaven scene. And then a comedic scene of Susan Sarandon coming home and setting everything up because she's like the crazy grandmother. Yeah. Like these are almost like one after the other. Not really, but I mean. But they're pretty just, close. They're pretty close. And it almost feels like it fluctuates, like the tone is just fluctuating. Right. Yeah. But you have a good question here. Like, did has Peter Jackson lost his touch? I mean, but if, if you want to talk about it, let, let's just look at his is like filmography real quick. The last thing that he's done, I mean, he's working on a Beatles documentary right now. He's doing an Adventures of Rin Tin Tin movie, okay, which yeah, is fine. No, Tin Tin, yeah, but would you, did you watch the first but, one, the Spielberg one? No. The Adventures not. of Tin Tin? So before that, he did it's the Three good. Hobbit movies, which arguably are, are pretty god-awful. I wouldn't say they're god-awful. I don't like them very much. They're they long. should not have existed. They, no, they did not need to exist. The only reason that I have for those films existing is the fact that Ian McKellen was able to come back yeah. to play Gandalf. And I guess, I guess, um, I forgot his name right now, who plays Bilbo, was also really good. I mean, that movie should have, if, if they were going to make it, he should have made it back when he made Lord of the Rings. It, it died in production hell with like three different directors. Guillermo del Toro was like, on it at one point they the cameras that were bought for the movie are what he used so they're like the 48 frame per second cameras and they're bad like it makes everything look really really bad it's overly cg not only that it it feels it's hard to believe that it was made by the same guy who did lord who had such a perfect touch for, yeah. for making the lord if it, it feels in many ways i feel like the star wars prequels um but the star wars speak prequels like i mean this was only five years or like less than five years apart between shooting like you know what i mean like between the end of lord of the rings and, and him picking up the hobbit it's it, oh, it's, it's a like, bit more because they shot they shot the lord 2003 of the rings, like, to uh, yeah okay 2003 yeah, to they to shot them back to back and like yeah so it was okay like, it was like 10 11 years yeah okay so less than but not that long Still not that long to lose. Your I mean, touch. not long enough for him to completely change the way he does. He did Lovely Bones in between. He did King Kong, King Kong. in between. And first, he I did mean, the horror that we've been trying to find his horror movies. Yeah, I mean that Dead Alive, the Frighteners, yeah. which I love. He did, and then after this, he did The Hobbit, and then from then he hasn't done anything else. Yeah, he hasn't done. I, anything. I don't know if he has it in him to go back to. I would love for him to go back to a small five million dollar. Five five million dollar uh, budget horror movie. He can't. He can't because yeah, they gave like him. James Wan does just. Yeah. James Wan just did. I mean, Malignant was forty million dollars, but he's done like Fast and the Furious and uh, Aquaman, and now he just did like I'm gonna do a small horror movie. Yeah, I mean, you think that Peter Jackson's budgets are in the hundreds of millions? I don't think that he'll ever ever change that but then again i never thought that christopher nolan and we didn't talk about this in news but i never thought that christopher nolan was going to leave warner brothers and that's happened so yeah well hbo max happened yeah so you know i i don't think i i, I don't think he has it in him i think he's lost his touch maybe he'll come back we'll see hopefully it's it's sometimes hard 
when you make a movie that's such a cultural milestone, like it's such a something like to be like, behold, this movie happened, which in my opinion is the Lord of the Rings. It's sometimes really hard to go back to doing what you did before. And I think, I, I think he just doesn't, hasn't found his voice after that. And in some ways, this movie should have been like a small movie that like, you know, because I haven't read the book, but you told me uh, your wife did. And, and I, I, I would have loved to have read the book because it seems like it's a beautiful book. It seems yeah. like it's just a, a brutal, but beautiful book. Yeah, evidently if, they, I mean, we, we're not going to talk about it too much, but they did, they evidently, they left off a whole bunch of, and you can look it up, but they left out a whole yeah, bunch yeah, of yeah. stuff. But it, it, I mean, it doesn't matter. It happens all the time. But it's it's yeah. more of a, like, he could have made this like his, you know what, I'm just not going to do a $100 million movie. I'm going to do a small movie about this little girl and her family's grief. But then he made it, he turned it into The Hobbit. I mean, he can't make a movie that's under two hours, ever. <laughs> he just can't he doesn't know how he cannot he does not know how and and that's i mean that that is that is truly a flaw yep um look i mean i don't know if we can say much more i think i think the biggest feeling here is disappointment yeah we're disappointed at this movie we wish it would have been better because the source material seems to deserve better the the cast and you know like just definitely deserved better peter jackson deserved better yeah it's just short and frustrating yeah that pretty much is yeah well this is a, on that really cheerful note <laughs> we wrap up this this week's episode of sin inspection uh follow us on social media at sin inspection um we will have more graphics and stuff um in addition to what we have now um right john for um for the future right because yes. last week we had my shitty graphic with like john describes the plot but now uh we have an awesome graphic if you haven't seen it like you know go back and, and watch it and then listen to john's description of the plot which is always a joy um and like and subscribe right uh to the painted lines or it's an inspection if you're listening to this on as a podcast um, this is a fun podcast, and we have fun doing it, right, John? As, except when you Every start week. crapping on great movies. Um, but we'll get to that at some point. Um, John, people can find you at Jaw Firth. At right Jaw there. Firth, J O H Firth, and I'm gay. People find me can find me at Film Opinionitis. Um, we will be back next week, we and also in around 13 minutes to review Ted Lasso. So. Stay in for that. <laughs> See you, John. Bye.